Welcome to the Fabulous Broads podcast. Grab yourself a drink and join the conversation about life after 50. My name is Maria Manettis, and whether I'm solo or chatting with a guest, I'll be bringing you weekly stories of exploring and defining midlife, one day at a time. Today I want to share a list of 10 self-care tips I recently talked about in an interview with Alice Edgerton, who runs the Facebook community Fulfilled After 50. She had me pop into her group for a fun video to share my tips, and I wanted to share them with all of you as well. As you know, 2020 hasn't been quite the year we all probably expected, but that doesn't mean we can't take care of ourselves, physically and mentally, to help us get through it all. I hope you find these tips helpful, and hopefully you'll incorporate one or more into your daily routine. Here's my tip number one, ladies, get ready. Turn off the news. In this crazy news cycle, I know this is gonna be hard for a few of you. I don't really like watching the news when I'm home during the day. In fact, I don't even turn the TV on during the day. I do try to keep alerts on my phone just in case something really important happens, but I am so much more relaxed and peaceful now. I feel bombarded sometimes with the vast number of things happening in the world simultaneously, and I try to keep my TV watching to about an hour while I'm cooking dinner just to catch up. Sometimes I feel like that's a little bit too much too. So I know it's hard, but I think the more you try to just limit that, I think the better off you'll be. So tip number two, spend some time with your loved ones and friends. I know what you're thinking. Before COVID lockdown, every weekend, sometimes weeknights too, uh, we had social events and get togethers with family and friends, especially now during the summer, that would be nonstop birthday parties, graduations, you name it. Even my sons would have friends over and I'd be greeted by the pile of their shoes by the door and requests for snacks. I mean, I'm Greek. I love to cook and entertain. This has been really, really hard for us. Now, you're thinking, well, we've got to socially distance. How are we going to do this? Well, here's a couple of ideas. What if it's a nice day and you pack a little sandwich and a drink and you drive to the beach and park next to your friends and leave the car windows open? and talk. My mom used to do that with some of the um, ladies that used to um, pick up their kids from school. They would park in line and they would open their windows and they would all talk to each other. And we would, you know, leave school and walk up to the cars and our moms would be laughing and cracking up and they never got out of the car. I think we could do something similar to that. What if you have a large backyard and you can invite one or two friends to sit far apart and have an ice cream together? Or Zoom calls with cocktails. You know I was going to throw that one in. I do love my cocktails. You know, my husband and I had a nice mask-wearing late lunch a few weeks ago. It was nice to get out and have a meal I didn't cook. Even though we're home together, we're busy doing our own things, and, you know, he goes off to work. It just made a difference to be in a different place together. All right, tip number three. Learn something or start something new. There's so many resources for this, online classes, you can learn a new language, update a job skill. I learned how to start a podcast and how to edit audio, and I learned how to do all the other things related to this. Um, The marketing, finding my audience. I also learned how to make bread, which, boy, I'm going to tell you, that was a curse and a blessing. So I also found out on YouTube that I could try some yoga classes, and I could see if that was for me. Spoiler alert, it's not. 
I've also found an odd fascination um, watching YouTube videos of small RV vehicles, thinking that we should buy one of those, even though the price is equivalent to the size and um, the cost of a small house. But I do think we could drive around the country and not have to stay in hotels. My husband isn't amused, but there's tons of research available on YouTube. Honestly, you can find anything on YouTube. You can learn how to knit, crochet, plant a garden. I learned how to plant my basil. I've killed one of two plants, but, you know, I did technically learn how to pot them. So I'm going to move on to declutter, which is tip number four. So um, my husband and I repainted our bedroom. We are still married. Choosing a pink color was very challenging for us. Um, but our bedroom was a mustard yellow color that was super popular about 20 years ago. We chose a nice light gray. I got a new white comforter and I thought, okay, I'm gonna empty out drawers. I'm gonna move out my clothes. I'm gonna declutter. And now when I walk into my bedroom, it's not a storage room anymore. It's a light, bright, welcoming, relaxing space. And really all it took was for me to get rid of clutter and a gallon of paint, of course, thanks to my husband's superior painting skills. It just feels so much better in there. And I really think it's contributing to my sleeping better because I don't get up and go, oh my gosh, I forgot to put that away. Or, oh, look at all this stuff on my nightstand. Or I knocked this over because I was reaching for the alarm. It makes such a difference when you can open your drawers and just reach for the right utensil, even in your kitchen, you know, it adds to your peace of mind. So look at Marie Kondo and her popularity over her advice just to get rid of anything that doesn't bring you joy. I mean, if you think about the clutter and the chaos it creates around you and you just just like your mind gets cluttered and you can't think clearly, make your home a sanctuary. I mean, while we're stuck at home, let's make the best of it. It should be about simplicity right now. You don't need all that stuff. And you really realize when you're home all day what you don't need. I used to go to Home Goods, if you're familiar with it, um, like a home decor store, because I was bored. And I'd bring back two big bags of things I really didn't need, and that just added clutter to my house. So think about it. I think there's a lot of merit to this. Um, tip five, start a small gratitude journal. I have a little journal by my nightstand, and I try to write at least three things that I'm grateful for that day. A lot of times, it goes a lot longer than three things, or it'll turn into a paragraph, or a reflection of the day versus just a list. And sometimes when I'm really, really tired and I think, oh, I'll just jot down three things, um, it helps me sleep. But if I don't feel like writing anything, or I can't think of anything, I go on to YouTube because we have a really sweet young man who is a pastoral assistant in our church and he records his sermons. And sometimes it's very relaxing for me to listen to it. I, I feel like I can reflect, learn something, and um, it's just a little different than writing things down, but it brings me the same level of peace. Okay, tip number six, move every day. I feel so much better if I go for a walk. I made myself a Spotify playlist of songs that are fast paced and I timed it to be 30 minutes. So that's my goal. I started as soon as I walk out my front door and I got my mask on and my hat. And one day I actually hit replay on the playlist and I walked for a whole hour. That is unheard of for me because I do not like to sweat. So it was perfect. I couldn't believe it. Um, I've also got a few podcasts that I listen to and I look for episodes that are the length of the time I want to walk. So it's a win-win for me. And if you can't go for a walk, well, 
you know, try dancing around your house or walking up and down the stairs a few times. Anything helps. All right, that leads me to tip number six. Get enough sleep. This means you cannot stay up until 1 a.m. watching YouTube videos or TikTok. I know. I think I might have gotten a few of you obsessed with TikTok. I apologize. Even if you're reading a really good book, it's still going to be there for you tomorrow. Get enough sleep. Seven to eight hours. I was reading a book by Ariana Huffington called Thrive, and she stresses the importance physically and mentally of getting enough sleep. Get up in the morning, get dressed, put on your shoes, fix your hair, and get going with the start of your day. You remember those days when you were up all night with babies? How did you feel the next day? You know, you were in a fog, you're grumpy, you made poor eating choices, you didn't feel good. It's critical. Just get enough sleep. I love my coffee, but there's only so much that that's going to help you if you haven't had a good night's sleep, you know? I mean, that leads me into my next tip. Number seven, eat good food. You're making a choice about what you want to bring into the house. Most of the time, the women are the ones who do the grocery shopping or even making the list for their spouse or partner to go grocery shopping so you can decide. Maybe you don't eat out as often now, but you can control what you're cooking and making at home. You can avoid those processed foods. You can practice with your crock pot or air fryer. Try some new recipes. There's so many options. You know, I'm on Pinterest a lot. I found a couple of um, chefs that I follow on YouTube and I look at their videos and I think, okay, well, that's pretty easy. The ingredients are simple. Um, get some fresh vegetables, some fresh fruit. There's nothing wrong with having a little ice cream treat or something, but you know, if you just eat really good food, that's going to make you feel better as well. Tip number eight, check in with friends or relatives. You know, I have an elderly mom. She's 85. Don't say I told you so if you know her. She lives in San Francisco and I live about 25 minutes south of there. So I'm really careful um, with visits with her. I mean, she just walks around the block. Sometimes she goes to a small little produce store and they know her and they like bring stuff out to her. They don't even let her in the store. They just want her to be safe. Um, you know, she pretty much stays home. So I go up there two to three times a week. I drop off groceries. We eat lunch together. Um, I wear my mask even inside when I'm around her. I sit a little further apart, but we talk. You know, I call her two or three times a day. Um, I've also been checking in on some other people that I know. If you can't reach out to somebody who, um, you know, physically reach out, make a phone call. Um, people who don't get out as much, maybe they're a little introverted, they have some health issues. A call makes a long, um, goes a long way to make people feel connected. And I think right now it's so important more than ever to connect with people. And, you know, even when you're walking down the street, I mean, before maybe you used to smile at somebody, but now with the mask, they can't tell you're smiling. So say hi. I've been doing that to people too. Just say I'm thinking about you to somebody, even if it's somebody far away, if they don't use Zoom, a phone call, a text, something, it just makes you feel better. Um, tip number nine, meditate. Okay, so funny story. While I was cooking one day and I was kind of glancing at the TV, all of a sudden a commercial came on and said, stop what you're doing. And I said, oh, great. Now the TV is telling me what I can and cannot do. 
So I looked at the screen, I followed the command, which said, close your eyes until the voice told you to open them. And there was a sound of rain going on while this was happening. It was an ad for the Calm app, C-A-L-M. So of course, you know, I've got to check it out. It's an app, it's a meditation app. And I thought, okay, well, let me try downloading it. You know, let's see, I'm home alone most of the days. My son's not going to laugh at me. He's up in his room playing Fortnite or working or you know, doing his classwork. So he's not going to come and see why mom's just sitting there with her eyes closed in the middle of the day. But now I really like it. It's a little relaxing break for me. It makes you feel peaceful. And especially now that we're bombarded with so much, there's a text coming in or a phone call or your doorbell or your telemarketer is killing me with the phone calls. Having five minutes to de-stress is really calming. I'm working my way up to 15 minutes. Five minutes so far is really working well. And it's bringing back memories of my Lamaze breathing instructions. Who remembers Lamaze breathing? Okay, final tip number 10. It's a get out of jail free card. It's called give yourself grace. If you can't do one through nine every day, it's okay. Tomorrow is a new day, as we know. You can make a choice to do one of those things or all of those things or none of them. Even if you just sit down close your eyes for five minutes, put a meal on the table, you know, relax and just look at your family. It's fine. Not every day has to be filled with every positive good thing. You're going to have some down days and there's up days and challenging days, but give yourself grace. Everything is going to be better. And tomorrow's a new day and you can move on with today, get a good night's sleep and try again. A clean slate every day. That's what we get. And as women, we don't do that enough. We don't give ourselves enough grace. And we are so hard on ourselves. We don't have to do it all. Just try and don't give up. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you found something you can incorporate into your life on a daily basis. You can visit my website for some fun links that correspond to today's podcast episode. And as always, if you enjoyed this podcast, please rate it and give it a review. Have a fabulous day, ladies, and don't forget to get a good night's sleep.